Welcome to hell. You want to be left in, in a coffin underground? Yeah, with all my bling on. Like, uh, who was it that was buried in all the bling? Who was it? Savile? <laughs> actually, actually, I want to be cremated. <laughs> We're all going to die. And that's a fact of life. It is. You can't change it. We're all going to die. But what happens after life? To discuss this topic, I'm joined by my co-host, Toby. How are you doing? I'm good. I couldn't think of anybody more qualified to speak about this topic than I. So it's a pleasure to be in the hot seat for two weeks in a row. It's good to be back. We're both experts on this topic of what happens after you die, aren't we? This is really a topic that we've got, you know, very much like the Madeline Can episode. We have got all the knowledge possible on this. Yeah, it's going to make for a thrilling episode, isn't it? I think, Mm. especially like you said, we are going to die. So why not talk about it? Why not chew the fat now? in preparation for it if anything exactly why does death have to be so depressing you know i mean i i think we should start with you know let's start right at right at the beginning of death what happens all right after we spoke about a few more before um Mm. yeah we're not no not not talking about decomposition of the body we're not we're not going into that rigor mortis yeah (laughs) yeah rigor mortis set it in um we've talked we spoke about a few more before on this podcast but what i think has been not spoken about enough on this podcast is wakes and I let me tell you I bloody love a wake I do I love them I think they're really underrated I actually think they're probably up there with birthdays if not slightly better because <laughs> the thing about wakes is and you I don't know if you've been have you ever been to a wake I've been to one wake and it was my grandma's it was quite a somber affair. was it so I'm looking for, yeah I'm looking forward to you destigmatizing it in my head yeah. in a way because this this could act as therapy for me and many listeners this should be a celebration this is not a time to start crying here this is a celebration of life as far as i'm concerned you get yeah. dressed up nice little suit you wear a little tie whatever from the funeral obviously unless of course you're wrapped up in a jeans and t-shirt some people do that that's fine but you end up going to you know a little sort of events area maybe maybe go to a pub maybe go to a nice pub maybe go to a not so nice pub maybe you go to like a golf club sort of clubhouse type thing i've been there a few times as well depends on the person depends on what they enjoyed but i just like the fact you walk in nice room i mainly like the free food i'll be honest with you it's it's the free food that does it for me but the conversation's nice you sort of drift around you speak to people you've not spoken to since the last funeral and it's like i've not seen you since uncle frank died how are you how are you doing (laughs) 10 years ago How, how are you doing and I just like the fact that you try and build these relationships with it, with family who you've not seen in God knows how many years. And you just sort of pretend that you sort of know them when really you've seen them a handful of times. And I just love Awake. There's an atmosphere there. There's a, just like an atmosphere. There's a call. They play some music on in the background. You know, it's like Gary Glitter's greatest hits or something. It's just like going on in the background. <laughs> dun, 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 and everyone's on the dance floor. I just think they're great events. I really do. You maybe have had a different experience of them. Is that what you're saying? Well, at first, I've never had the, the the pleasure of having a wake at a golf club. It sounds like a very very Tory affair, if, if anything. Um, I think not the on the I greens, to... just to be clear, in the clubhouse. No, no, not, no. yeah, been not club. a barbecue it's on, cold the on It's cold on the greens, isn't it? I mean, you'd have to be at the funeral of a, a pretty hardened golf fan to hold a wake on the, the green of the 18th hole or something like that, wouldn't you? Be, that'd be quite novel, wouldn't right it? On the hole. what he would have wanted. Right on the hole. What he would have, on the driving range, that's what he would have wanted. Um, Just with his ashes no. there. Got him in the air. <laughs> Get the driver out. Bang. Is what he would have wanted. But yeah, but from, from what I remember, is that a, a wake at a kind of a, a working men's club or whatever, you know? And I mean, I think me and you approach Gary Glitter in very different ways in the sense that if it's an occasion where Gary Glitter's greatest hits is playing, firstly, I'm questioning who the DJ is. I think DJs have got a questionable track record anyway, don't they? Um, well, exactly. Not least if they're endorsing oh, nice. Gary Glitter. Uh, but secondly, 
not really a vibe, is it? It's not really a vibe. And one of the things that it's funny you should bring up about the people that you see at funerals and only really at funerals. Four weddings and a funeral. You ever seen that? Uh, it I seems so. to me. It seems to me. Firstly, it's a movie that goes absolutely nowhere and sacrifices its storyline for a aesthetic, which I don't think is the worst thing in the not worst thing in the in the world, is it? You know, late nineties, Hugh Grant, curtains, nice little uh, skinny glasses. I quite like that. But it does seem to me to be a set of friends that bond over the fact that they only ever meet at funerals. And so that lends itself to interesting conversations, doesn't it, about the people whose funerals they're at. And obviously, knowing me as you do, I would love that. I would love being a centre of attention. I wouldn't go so far as faking my own death just to hear what people say about me, which is what I've had friends say previously, that they think it would be an interesting thought experiment. You wouldn't be into that. I would have thought that would be your sort of thing. I wanted to know, oh, how, how did everyone actually think of me? I really want to know. I think uh, ignorance is bliss when it comes to people's actual opinions of you and you should just live in the moment. But I've had people say before... Yeah, they're terribly scared of them. What were they saying? I always have bad breath. It's always a killer. You're never coming back from that. I always have bad breath. But yeah, I've had friends say before that they think it'd be an interesting kind of thought experiment. It'd be my worst nightmare. But yeah, no, I've got I've got different recollections of wakes. It should definitely be a celebration. Mine will be. But it does. It's my idea. It's, it's my worst nightmare because you can't plan it yourself. If I'm holding a party for myself, I'm planning it myself because then you're in charge of expectations. You can invite however many people you want. You can make sure you can bang that drum. You can make sure you're coming. Make sure you're coming to that party that I'm having on the 13 or whatever. You can. It's all in your control. It's not going to flop because you're, you're in control of it. You're not there to bang the drum yeah. when you're dead. You're, you're, you know, you're in the casket or you're, you know, burnt to oh. a crisp is what you're saying. Exactly. And I'm not even there to enjoy it myself. Good point. All these people, they gather to talk about me, talk about how nice I am because there's no greater time for sympathy than after you've just died. Nobody's going to be there slugging you off. I think the haters will stay away. They'll be at the gates protesting potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just I wish that I wish that wakes were easier to infiltrate. You hear about um, wedding crashes, is it wedding crash something like that, where people like yeah, good movie, good movie. People turn up to other people's weddings and that kind of thing, like try and gate crash them. I wish you could do that for wakes because there's just something about it. There's an atmosphere. It's mainly the free food, like I say, but there's just a feeling there. It's like oh, it's just you know maybe there's free drinks on, maybe it's just free food, maybe it's just it's free conversation, free chats, free music, everything. The whole thing's free. It's laid it out for you. You don't really need to know the person that well. You just sort of drift between person to person, have a little chat here and there, a bit of banter. I just wish well, they were easy to sort of infiltrate. There needs to be a social media set up specifically for like wakes in the area because I I'd pop to <laughs> a few. I would. Not the funerals, they go on too long. There would be <laughs> there would be nothing uh, more depressing than a wake attended by a sparse amount of people. So I can see the oh. need for that in a way. But I've never seen somebody so desperate for a cocktail sausage, to be honest. <laughs> oh, it's free, so I'm going to go. I mean... Well, sometimes they're not just cocktail sausages. Sometimes there's, like, proper, like, meals laid out here. You know, you can sort of help yourself type thing, you know? At that golf club, I bet. At that golf club. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see if you go to the wake of somebody that you don't actually know, how long it would take everybody else to clock on that you don't actually know, Gary, that popped his clocks a couple of weeks ago. That would be a really fun game to play. I'm not going to Exactly. Lie. That's my point. I don't think anyone would realise it because at the end of the day, you can just say, oh, I'm a distant friend, distant friend of um, <laughs> whoever, whoever this person is. Gary. We used to Gary. work together. Yeah, we used to work yeah, together. Long time Back ago. Long time Back ago. So that's, that's the good thing about wakes. You don't really need to know everyone. And I, I go to people's funerals 
you know, it feels like every couple of years or whatever. And you just sort of, you see people you don't, re- don't recognise. Who are they? Who are they? Never seen them in my life. And they're, they're just at this funeral. I love them. Where would you have your wake? Let's plan your ideal wake. Let's let's think about it now. Gosh, I haven't even got down to do my will yet. <laughs> I, I drove past drove past a billboard the other day, side of the road. It said, um, March is will planning month. Is it? www.makeawill.com or something like that. Obviously, oh, it's April now, so I need to take that down. Uh, secondly, it's another March that's gone by where uh, I haven't planned a will. So well, I'm going to have to I, wait until next March rolls around. I love the fact that there's a will company telling you that this this is the <laughs> month to do it. This month. We're not trying to get yeah, more business. I'm, no. I talk don't. about them taking it down. They're going to take it down. They're going to put one exactly in the same place. April is April. will planning. It's April now. But where would my weight be? It's an interesting point. Because, because we could go down the sentimental road and have it at a football ground or something like that. Because I actually go. I actually used to go and watch... I believe in Leeds United plays and I spent a lot of time in that East stand. But I, I would want somewhere quite funky because like you said, I want to force people into celebrating. I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be filled with silence or kind of like even like a hubbub of a pub. I don't want that. So I am edging towards a club. I was, about to say, I was about to say you're thinking Pop World is what you're thinking. Is that oh, thinking. <laughs> We're celebrating 87 Pop- years of life here, folks. Come on. Here we go. I was thinking Pop World. It is... Um, if you pardon the pun, oh, well, he's dead in there, isn't it? So Ooh, it would be quite apt, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, somewhere somewhere like that where people are forced, not, not enforced, I mean, people will go and they know that, oh, there's a motive on here. That's what he would have wanted because that's how I live my life. I'm not sure I'll be living it like that into my 80s. I don't think I'll last that long if I do live it like that. But somewhere where the drinks are flowing, the conversation is going, I want people to be laughing. I want people to be mm. laughing, not the fact that I'm dead. Well, like, mourn, mourn away, mourn away for the couple of days after. And then by the time the wake and the funeral rolls around, Let's get, you know, get over it, process it. What's the point in mourning something that's already gone? Wipe off the tears, okay? He's dead. Get over it, is what you're saying. Unless they're happy tears, unless, you know, they're playing a Charlie XCX song or one of my friends is crying because we went to see her live or whatever, then, I mean, that's nice, isn't it? It's what he would have wanted. Because mm-hmm. uh, there, there should be some emotion involved in it. It doesn't necessarily have to be negative. Exactly. And now this middle-aged man with the tops off on the dance floor and they're just, and they're loving it. That's the sort of environment I'm thinking that you'd create at this club. I think the topless men is what I probably would have wanted anyway. So Topless yeah. middle-aged men. The only, the only thing to be crying about in this scenario is the fact that I wasn't there to flirt with them myself. <laughs> Good point. But that's the thing though. I, you know, some people believe that the spirit lives on and all this. So you, you might, you might even be able to attend your own wake. You never know. Imagine that. Would you want it's to? Some, I mean, you wouldn't want to, really, would you? But do you think that it's, happens? It's something that um, that we'll never know for sure, isn't it? But it's a very comforting thought to have, and I can imagine that somebody was probably coming to terms with death, and they were thinking it's a bit shit, isn't it? Because it's, I don't know what you think, but I think it's, it's a bit like somebody turning the lights out at the end of the day, isn't it? And then them never getting turned on again type thing. Yeah. It's very weird things to think about. It's very kind of meta, isn't it? Mm. Um, so somebody thought it came across, you know, this idea of having a spirit and it living on or whatever. And it's very comforting. It's what she would have wanted. You know, when you have a uh, a white feather kind of float in front of you and you think, that's my guardian angel. And I had it the other day. I was on a walk, I was on a walk, going through it, I think, as some people will say, going through the going through the ringer, going through the, the whole array of emotions, good and bad. And a little feather floated down in front of me and landed on my trainer as I was walking. And I thought, somebody is watching over me after all. And, it, you know, it, it made me feel a lot better. I felt a lot better after that happened than before it. Now explain that one. This is the thing. People, that's a very common thing to have. Even people that aren't religious have those things because it's a comforting thing for the mind. So there's people that, where after a loved one goes, maybe their loved one was into, like, robins or something like that. And they'll see a robin appear outside the window. And it's, that's, that's her. <laughs> 
that's her that's it and some people genuinely believe it and they believe about different birds or different animals or like you say a feather that kind of thing and it's a nice comforting thing but I suppose that sort of leads us on to this idea of do you actually believe in reincarnation could that be a thing I mean I just it just feels unlikely to me it's a night again it's a nice thought though that we've you know yeah. had lives before but just forget about them I think I got a lot of happiness from from that happening in particular not because I kind of that happened and I bought into the idea of a guardian angel it's just the, the, the kind of sheer coincidence of it that you happen to be on this walk and then this kind of symbol of kind of comfort, you know, comes just when you need it type thing. Um, it's not necessarily believing that there is a guardian angel. There's a kind of a happy coincidence, I think. But you have it with people, people that look up to the sky and they see the brightest star in the sky and they go, she's watching down on me. That's the one. That's not Betsy. That's oh, so not last time you said it was that star. Now it's that star. It's not, not possible. Are they shape shifting? It's a shooting star. It moves. <laughs> but you know, the, you was it a feather? A feather then that you said landed in front like of a you? A little, a little but, white feather. Yeah, which so, probably fell off a fat pigeon or something. You know, or yeah, before. a pigeon had been hit by a plane, and you know, just a little feather just came down. It's quite nice. Isn't There's it? enough of them anyway. It's fine. It's not a big loss. I don't think anybody mourning. Nobody no. even mourning that one. <laughs> but yeah do you do you think reincarnation is possible then do you think no i don't want to offend my hindu and buddhist friends in saying this uh please, please i don't do. i don't go for it i don't <laughs> i don't, don't want to be cancelled yeah, but i don't think it's possible beyond millennia shall we say i buy into the idea that at some point down the line maybe there's a chance that all these atoms that are arranged in a certain way that comprise you as you are right now may on the off chance come together again in some way, shape or form. Really? But, I mean, that would take millennia. I'm talking millennia, thousands of years. That's what millennia means for that to actually Lovely. happen again. So I don't necessarily buy into, into the, kind of, the kind of spiritual side of it, more the practical scientific possibilities of that. So you think well, maybe we've been a dinosaur previously or something or like... Do, be. And some people, some people still are dinosaurs. I see them on uh, Twitter every day. Uh, yeah, a bit of I, like to, I like to, I like to yeah, sprinkle yeah. it in good, um, but it's, it's, it's always an interesting kind of uh, experiment to play with yourself you know if you if you could to come play back with as yourself. an animal <laughs> that's, that's, that's always what? an interesting that's always an interesting experiment it's important to experiment folks play with yourself. Yeah, well I think you're first. going to hell you're going to hell uh, <laughs> we'll on to I'm sure yeah we will we will yeah. Um, but yeah no I don't believe in it but it's always nice for people to kind of speculate about what they think they might have been in you know thousands of years ago i think i was a dog because i enjoy chasing my tail or whatever you know some of the ridiculous things that you hear because i don't I think chasing my tail <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a friend who's chasing my tail when they were younger they would naturally yeah, explain this they would naturally get on all fours and just as a dog would chase its tail around in a circle they would chase their ass around like crawl around just in circles they'd see it on the tv that's it on tv Potentially. Mm. Uh, Crufts, yeah, they've been watching yeah. Crufts. Either yeah, that or they've been reincarnated. One of the which two. is an uh, entirely plausible explanation. <laughs> Just ask a, a Buddhist. I think they believe in it. I do. I believe in all. I believe in all. I believe in everything, actually. Everything that religious people believe in. But what, I, what I'm thinking, though, is what, like, what could you have been, I guess, what could you have been in a previous life, though? Because yeah. I'm thinking, like, based on my traits now, what would I have been back then? I'm sort of, you know, I'm, I'm sifting through, you know, what sort of what sort of person am I? You've got to really sort of introspectively work that out. You know, yeah. would I be a koala? I would know, say so. not. No? I would say not. I can't not? imagine you clutching a tree, a eucalyptus tree. Uh, koala's quite cuddly as well. I don't, you know, I don't think we, we don't really talk about this off air, do we? You know, how receptive you are to a hug I or love a cuddle. A hug. Oh, I'll bet that in mind for the next time. Do you not know that? Where, uh, 
No, no, I do. No, I you, always you hug, hug people. I, I hug my ex, yeah. That's why I always give you a hug. I'm so wrapped up in the hugging world that I don't notice when people do it, but I do notice when people don't do it. If that I thought you were anti-hug. No, I love a hug. If not, oh. hug a fist bump. We'll keep it COVID safe. And it looks cool as well, especially if I've got a backwards cap on. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but I notice when, when I've got a couple of friends that are anti-hug and I notice it because those, because I'm a natural hugger, I go in and they're always the ones, always take a little step back, not, yeah. not, a, not, a, not a lunge back, not enough to get away, just enough to signal that they're uncomfortable with it. And then they tense up a bit. And the key to being a good hugger is not discriminating. You give them a nice squeeze as you would if you were getting squeezed yourself, even though they're anti-hug. Don't, you don't discriminate. Yeah, exactly. But, but bank it up there. Bank it up there. Yeah. Because you maybe don't want to do it again because it might piss them off. I've, I've had the same thing. And I, what happens is, because I'm, like I said, I'm a hugger, I naturally go in. I think it's a good way of breaking the ice as well. I just sort of go for it. It's like if, if you may be seeing someone you've not seen in a while, then just think, oh, let's just go for it. You know, we're friends, we're family, whatever. Let's just yeah. go for it. It breaks the ice, I think, rather than having that sort of awkward conversation for the first time. So I, I tend to just default to that. But what, I do notice the anti-huggers because when you're saying bye to them, They'll quickly put the hand out. They'll quickly have the handshake like that yeah, if they're yeah. a handshake sort of person. And that I think is always an interesting one, isn't it? It's always when you when you go in for it and they know it's coming. It's always that every time. Look out for it. A little step back, just a little step, not not far away enough to reject the hug, just enough to let them get their their, their kind of their, their opposition across the idea of a of a hug. Yeah, but, I mean there are different ways of hugging as well. You know, I'm not, there are some people who I would hug delicately as if I was handling fine china. And there are other people that I would go for like a double pat release type thing, you know, where you clutch and then pat their backs. So it's kind of a, a more masculine thing. Yeah. I feel like right, we do mate. that. I don't know. You're right. Yeah. Right, Dave. I haven't seen you in a while. Was, what are you up to? What are you up Deep to? Deep in the voice a little to... bit. You're right. I, would, I never do that. I never do that. <laughs> I need to. I don't need to. I don't need to do that. But yeah, you know, kind of like a, it almost becomes a slap on the back, like a pat on the back. We're just two And it's always a double. This is not always a sexual. This is just two blokes. Two blokes. Used just to go to the football together. Now they're catching up in a in a spoons or whatever. Yeah. A pint uh, of bitter. Never... <laughs> That'll do for me. I've never, <laughs> I've never, no... <laughs> never noticed that about you at all. In fact, I would I would put you down as anti-hug. In fact, I think the last time we met, I don't think I went in for a hug because I think up there I was thinking in my head, it's not a hugger. But oh, I, I, I hugged on a rival. Did you? You went in. Yeah. Oh, I must have been taken aback by that. I like that. I still wouldn't have you done as a koala, though. I mean, koalas are cute and, you know. Oh, well, thanks. Do you think when girls that find you attractive talk about you, do they say, oh, Ed's, Ed's cute, or do they say Ed's fit? Because there's a difference here. Because um, a koala is cute, but it's not a fit animal. No, I'd, I'd say cute, I think, is more, or not necessarily the look, but maybe sort of the personality. So oh, it's quite sort of cute. It's kind of cute guy. Oh, he's cute, isn't he? Oh, that kind of thing. I don't think yeah. they'd go, oh, yeah. I've never had someone go, oh, yeah. You've never I, had somebody go, I've never had not, that. You've never, never been the recipient of uh, four. I would. Yeah. I've never. Had, well, do, do people, do girls speak like that, though? Four. With a deep, I don't know. I think roughly you, voice. Oh, yeah. You'd like have that. to speak to some to find out. Oh, <laughs> good one. Good one. Uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 I've heard that girls, are, yeah, they tend to be more kind of reserved around that, don't they? And don't really mm. objectify and they care more about the, the personality, but I would say that a koala looks very cute. But I think Ashley has a badass personality. I don't think they're as clingy as they look. And I think that quite a significant amount of them actually carry AIDS, I think. <laughs> Do they? It's a fact it's a that I great read. fact. That's a, you can take that away from this podcast. Come well, on, I found out AIDS. One Don't direction were down under, on tour down under, one direction were. 
I'm and sure. they were cuddling koalas. And then it was a big news story because they had to get tested afterwards. Uh, because I think one of them got scratched by a koala or something, and it, it can be spread by uh, bodily fluids. Breaking news, Niall has AIDS. That's what we're saying. <laughs> I think it was Liam. I think it was oh, Liam. Liam. Sorry, it's Liam, Liam that has AIDS. Liam or Louis. If it's Liam, it would explain the accent that he's putting on recently. <laughs> wouldn't it? Just don't go near yeah, any was... of them. That's what we're saying. Yeah, just don't. It's not even relevant anymore, really. Harry Styles, that's it, really, isn't it? Even yeah. then, I, I, I've got a short kind of fuse with him as well. Oh, um, I like his dresses. But anyway, what animal do you think I'd be? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I've yeah. always had you in my head, actually, and because this is something that I've thought about before, as an owl. An owl? I picture you as an owl. Interesting. And I think that that rationale comes from the fact that what's an owl's defining trait? I don't know. Big eyes. Big eyes. <laughs> No, it's that it can uh, swivel its head 360 degrees. No, it's not. Owls, owl, owls are wise, very wise. You're very wise, man. Very owls are very level-headed. Mm. Uh, you, I, as far as I know, you can't swivel your head at 360 degrees, which is a, is a shame. Not yet. Uh, so the similarities don't stretch to physical. I don't think you look like an owl, but they sit there and they're on that perch on that. That, that twig, that that tree or whatever. Branch. Looking out, looking down, if anything, looking down. But they're not looking down in a judgmental way. They're looking down in a wise way, in a, I maybe wouldn't have done that way. You mm. know? Or assessment. maybe you should think about sort of. Assessment, yeah, and, and reflective, very reflective. But also, when they're in flight, there's no stopping them. And they oh. look very graceful. And I've seen you move across the dance floor in a club. So I'll take that. I'll take the owl, actually. I like the way it describes that, actually, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, go with good, that. Good I was going to say beaver, but I'll go with owl. I'll go with owl. Beaver, why? I don't know. I just thought maybe a bit of a beaver. Keep on chipping away. Good with your yeah. teeth. That's that's a good point. Yeah, keep on chipping away. There's lots of parallels you can make, actually. I'm good at this. I think if people send in a clip of themselves or something and I'll give them an animal that they, yeah, just that they were in a, a previous picture of you. Complete, yeah, a picture. Yeah, I could do a picture. I could do a picture. I could do a voice note. I could do a voice <laughs> Maybe, maybe I'd, I'd steer away from, 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 from well, maybe. Why? I think I've I've told people that they're whales in the past and they haven't looked up on it too uh, too fondly. <laughs> That's a good uh, no <laughs> Didn't make any friends in the takeaway queue. Uh, <laughs> what animal do you think you are then? Would you say like uh, a shark or what would you what would you say? <laughs> I think sharks are very mendacious and although I might do mendacious things, I don't think it's ever with intent. Um, <laughs> as much as I do love, <laughs> as much as I do love human blood, uh, I don't think I'm necessarily attracted <laughs> to it. Uh, I would go for something graceful yet confident. I would say I'm a, a creature of contradictions. Um, and I don't think that anything would best sum up the way that I carry myself and I conduct myself better than a peacock. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> you hit the nail on my head. <laughs> I settled on a peacock. I think I settled on a peacock. And the funny thing about peacocks is that they, people think, oh, they show off. They do. they do. They do show off. But it's not intentional. They're an animal. They don't know they're doing it. They don't know they're doing it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, look at this. I've got these feathers out behind me. I don't know. They don't. That's me. I come across like that. Not intentionally. I am my ego is what you're saying. I'm saying I, I have one, but I don't know it's there. So that's what I'm saying. You see it. You see it. Just like you see those peacock's feathers. The peacock didn't see it. I, don't know, I once got told that I walk like I love myself as well, which is probably what Ooh. a peacock does. Yeah, I think it's it meant as an insult, actually. Sorry, you took uh, it as a compliment, though. I did. <laughs> I think I said thank you. I think I said thank you. That's a compliment. I think that's a compliment. If there's one thing I want everybody to take away from this week's podcast, it's that everybody should love themselves. Mm, exactly. So why not walk like it? Exactly. Give it a strip. Give it a strip. 
See, I, 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 buy, I buy into that. A peacock, maybe a parrot, something bright, colourful. I'll and, take that. Yeah, bright yeah, and colourful. Some, yeah, Not just rabbing some... on. No. Not just repeating what everybody else says. Everybody else's talking points. That's not... <laughs> No, I, I'd uh, I'd say that's that's a quite a good comparison you've made actually. I think now we've we've checked off reincarnation. We've sorted that. We've sort of said, you know, I think is I don't think it's likely. It's a nice thought though, isn't it? I think yeah. there's, there's the other possibility which people talk about, which is sort of a heaven and hell type situation. Now the thing with heaven and hell for me, I just feel like it's very binary. Do you know what I mean, it's like one or the other. Like, what if I shot you in the face hypothetically? Let's just say that. And then the next day, I say to family, yeah, with, with a sniper rifle, let's say <laughs> right to the face, okay? It's from a building. You're quite far away when you did it. Yeah. So, so it's from a building. Valid. You're outside Valid. Pop World. I've just shot you in the face. Okay. So, An establishment in which I've never been. <laughs> I'm going to distance myself from that establishment. No, but you, you've got to put you nearby the wake, haven't we? Do you know what I mean? I would, <laughs> I would sooner be affiliated to the Kremlin than to Pop World. <laughs> So anyway, I, I've shot you in the face, hypothetically, okay? But the next day, I save a family out of a burning building, okay? It's a busy day, okay? Lots going on. So then the next day, I get hit by a train, all right? So now I'm dead, okay? It's a big three days. Well, do, I, <laughs> do I go to hell? Do I go to heaven? It, the fact I saved a family there, that's good of me. But I also shot you in the face, that's not so good, is it? Yeah. And this is what I mean. It's so binary, this idea of heaven and hell, even if it did exist. Where are you going to stink me there? I probably gobble up a lot of myths about heaven and hell because I'm not particularly religious, although you could say that they're myths as well. Um, but apparently, no offence, no. But apparently... Yeah. The offence has so been The done. way I have it. The way <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> no regrets, as we'll find out. Apparently, when you, so you get to heaven, this is how I picture you get to heaven, and there's a saint on the gates. Can't remember his name. Peter? Is it Peter? Saint Peter, yeah, that sounds about right. And is he weighing up everything you've done in life, considering whether to to, to let you in or not? Yeah, as a bouncer, as a bouncer, would on the door of a club. He's you eyeing know. you up. He's got like a list of neg positives and negatives. He's got a very long list. This really isn't it. I mean, from a whole life, I mean, it's going to be a, a life full of of misdemeanors and and good things to weigh up as well. I mean, how do you how do you add different weight to different things as well? It's you know, I don't envy that job. I don't even have a bouncer, to be honest, mate. Very tough gig. And it's not as easy as turning somebody away for wearing trainers. So. Exactly. Yeah, you don't have that sort of excuse. You've got to make a decision, haven't you? I think I'd just take myself to hell, to be honest with you, because as, as an atheist, you know, I think that's where you end up anyway, isn't it? So I'd be there in the in the depths of hell waiting for you to inevitably turn up. <laughs> Welcome to hell. I'll be there, like, waiting. I imagine hell as being, like, you're just there chilling with Satan or whatever. I reckon he's, like, naked. And like, because I mean, he's not gonna, he's not gonna be wearing like baggy jeans, is he? Do you know what I mean, like, he's not gonna be wearing. He's at home. He's at home. Well, he's at well, home. you know, it's, sort it's of hot, casual. It's hot down there. It is hot down there. So you want to go nude? Let it all hang out. He's got, you know, his horns are on show, and so is his lower half. Everything's on show. Okay, I'm down big there. One. Does Satan have a big one? I think. I reckon it's decent. I reckon it's above average. Do you think? I reckon. It's I reckon average. he reeks of penis envy, to be honest. But I mean, it's just think? a vibe that I get. I think so. He's called Lucifer as well. I don't think anybody called Lucifer has ever had a large penis. Although if you're called Lucifer and you can prove that you do, maybe get in touch. Yeah, get in touch. Um, we need photo evidence again. <laughs> yeah, no, no proof. No cock. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, what, what makes you say he's got a, a smaller one then? What, what, was, what I think about he's, him? He Is that why meddled. he's got the horns? Is that why he's got the horns to compensate? <laughs> he just meddles, doesn't he? He's a good-for-nothing meddler. 
And I don't think anybody that gets up all up involved in their own business, you know, in other people's business, even really, that doesn't really give big dick energy to me. I think big dick energy is not giving a fuck about what other people are up to. And he cares a bit too much about that. And he's always turning up on the scene to, to be mendacious and to meddle and, you know, to get involved in God's business, which is like, that, that's how I read the Bible anyway. <laughs> having read it, having never read it, having never read it. That's how I interpret, that's my interpretation of the Bible. Although nobody's coming here for a sermon. No, no, exactly. I mean, I, I do just imagine it's a bit like sort of a nudist camp. I just think everyone's yeah. sort of naked. It's hot down there. Yeah. He's probably, I just imagine him dressed in sort of red. I mean, he won't, he just have like red skin is what I've imagined. Red skin, like two red horns, that kind of thing. And I, I just think he'd be an angry guy, short temper, obviously, short fuse. But I don't imagine sarcastic, him... do you feel? I feel a bit yeah. sarcastic. Sarcastic, yeah. short fuse, but sarcastic. I've got snappy. Snappy sort of personality is what I'm thinking. I just I don't know. For me though, like how there's gotta be a lot of people down there. Do you know what I mean? You're just sort of chilling down there with like, you know, bin Laden's down there, whatever, you know. Probably having a, having a chat with him. Probably. It's weird. I picture it in my head actually. It's like a grotty club with red walls. Really? And it's obviously hot because it's you're in eternity. It's it's hell, hellfire, eternity. Mm -hmm. You're there for life. You're there for eternity. Is that a life? What is eternity? Yeah, eternity. Forever, isn't it? Forever, yeah. But yeah, I picture it as having red walls, not clean at all, pretty dirty. And I think there's music playing. Just I but I feel it's like it's in the distance music, and it's not very good music. It really would be Gary Glitter's greatest hits, wouldn't it? That really would, would be the choice. Be doing He'd be, he'd be doing a set down there. Him and Jimmy. <laughs> him and Jimmy spinning the discs. Oh, Uncle God. Jim. Uncle oh, Jim. God. Um, they'd be all down there and you know you'd have you know Margaret Thatcher would probably down there I mean she did a few, few bad things people that eat with their mouths open get them mm -hmm. down there as well they'd be down there in the in the food court I presume <clears throat> but no I don't I think it would be more fun than heaven really just think of the I you, you ever seen Louis Theroux's Weird Weekends mm -hmm. documentary kind of series that he did where he kind of goes across America and he spends spends a week in a pedo prison and spends a week with that Westboro Baptist church family and spends a week with the Scientology people and whatever. And he's there going around asking them these kind of questions, but he's doing it to prove how stupid they are. He's not doing it to validate their point. Mm -hmm. That's how I imagine you'd be like down there when you're really? bumping into, you're bumping into Maggie and you go, Maggie, that poll tax wasn't a good idea or something like that. You know, I just imagine you kind of weaving in and out of people down there, kind of getting a load of, load of information out of these people that have done this wrong and that wrong and things like that. And you'd be sarcastically approaching them, kind of making them, you know, they're, they're so not, they're not very self-aware. So they, they kind of walk into it and make a fool out of themselves, but I'd, you're not I'd, doing it kind of purposefully. I'd want to expand the blind spot. I'd want to sort of hone on the blind spot. Can I get in there and can I, you know, can I make, you've got to, at the end of the day, you've got to make it fun for yourself, haven't you? You're down in hell for the rest of your life. You've got to try and add a bit of enjoyment to it whilst you're burning to death or whatever. I mean, yep. you've got to add that sort of extra element to it. I'm just trying to picture like, I don't know. I just imagine it's sort of a lot of lava for some reason. I just, I imagine lava, lava. fire, yeah. just sort of red and orange colours generally. I, for some reason, think of, Satan is having like a bit of a bit of a beard, sort of like designer stubble is what I'm thinking. It's quite trendy, trendy guy. Yeah, I reckon he shaves. You know, he's got to keep it Probably tight knit. I find it, I find it interesting that that you think that you go to hell, because when I am playing the role of Saint Peter in my daydreams <laughs> that I often mm -hmm. do, and I've I've got a list of my friends in front of me, and I'm thinking about whether they go to heaven or hell, which is, doesn't happen all that often. I think I put you in heaven, and I, I think. think which I think is a, is a compliment. I think take it as a compliment. I'll take it. I think I either read somewhere, 
I dreamt it or I imagined it, so don't quote me on this, that when St. Peter is deciding who goes to heaven and who goes to hell, what he looks at is people's intent. So it's not as simple as saying, I'm not a believer or I am a believer. He looks at your intent, because if it wasn't God's will that you were to discover religion, how are you to know any better? Good so point. I think he looks at people's intent. Did you purposefully shoot me in the face? OK, probably probably weighs quite quite heavily, you know, against being let into heaven. Might have been say. accidental. Exactly. And if it's accidental, I don't think you'd be judged for that. And I'm sure that Alec Baldwin is hoping the exact same thing. Um, <laughs> it's a topical, topical <laughs> one. So I think he'd look at your intent. He wouldn't look at whether you... You know, if you went around and you said, you know, fuck God and all that, maybe I think that would that would stand against you on your little highlight reel. Mm. But I think if you're just approaching situations as you do and as you have done in your in your actual life where you haven't shot me in the face and you haven't saved a, a family and you haven't ended up in front of a train, I think you'd be you'd be a good a good shot at heaven. I think I put myself in there as well. So the bar is pretty low, it must be said. Mm, but Larry. I think if you go around with <laughs> you go around with good intentions. Um, and a bit of bit of charm, bit of charm. I charm my way in. I've done it. I've done it in clubs before. I'll do it. In, I'll do it to heaven. <laughs> you, are you saying you'd flirt with him? Flirt with Saint Peter? Do you think you'd be up for that? Would Would Peter be receptive to that though? Is that a sin? It's good. I'm not Ooh, sure if that's a sin. Oh well, I've been I've been told that it's only a sin if you act on it. So a little wink <laughs> wouldn't go miss, would it? Peter you between us. Right? Yeah. What happens in heaven stays in heaven. Yeah, he'd probably be too Hopefully. old for you. Probably too Hopefully, old. Yeah, it's probably ancient. Probably yeah, not for me. Not for me. Um, but yeah, you know, it, the wings yeah. would be a bit impractical as well. Oh yeah, that would that would be a bit annoying after a bit, wasn't it? Showing off, Stop fluttering. You've got your peacock feathers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just imagine. I don't know. Heaven's supposed to be one of those places where you're like, oh, <clears throat> everyone that you loved is there. I mean, it's gonna be. I'm thinking. I don't know whether I want to be in heaven to be honest with you, because it's gonna be packed. It is gonna be rammed full of people. Think of all the people who've died. It's gonna be rammed. It's gonna be hectic. I like being most of the time. I like my own little space. Whereas you know, heaven, you could have people just like bombarding you left, right, and centre, like just constantly. It's gonna be mayhem. It's gonna be worse yeah. than being like the centre of London. Do you know what I mean, it's gonna be like traffic jams, bumper to bumper. <laughs> try I imagine it. Traffic jams of chariots. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. Yeah. So it's, well, I can relate, though, because I've been to heaven, the nightclub in London, the, the place to be if you're gay. And I was indeed crowded and inundated with people. So I can see how you would think that in a way. And that was in the middle of London as well. Mm. So it's a really, really pertinent example that I've shoehorned in there. <laughs> yes, I'm a shagger. Um, but no, I mean, heaven, heaven can be what you make of it because it's heaven at the end of the day and you've earned the right to be there. So I think if you, you know, I picture heaven... Every seat is a cloud, big fluffy cloud. Right. And we've got a big blue kind of background. That's why I picture for some reason. And if there's somebody there that you don't want to be there, they don't have to be in your version of heaven at all. You've earned the right after 80 years of piousness. Is that a word? Is that a word? <laughs> no, piousness. I've heard of that word before. You've, again, you're Google just shoehorn words. <laughs> 80 years of being a good boy. 80 oh, years man. of being a good boy. You're there. If you don't want somebody in heaven that, that, that Peter's let in, they don't have to be, you can erase them. Strangle That's why I death. see it. Yeah. And end up in hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this I think, is what I mean. You know, that's a sin. Should be a sin. Well, should it? Some people are into it. Let, let them be. I mean, some people are into it. Um, <laughs> it's true. Some people are. But some people are. I just think like the whole idea of who designs <laughs> this heaven though that you're going into, like who designs that? Do you just, do you rock up at the pearly gates as they say? Do you rock up there, knock on the door, doorbell, whatever, ding dong, can I come in? 
St. Peter's there, lets you in or whatever. But then, like, where are you going from there? Like, is the ma- does everyone have a mansion? Because again, that seems impractical. I don't know whether, whether I want a mansion. I, I quite like efficiency with my houses. Do you know what I mean? I want to use you the, want to, like, the rooms. You want an apartment. Yeah, I, I don't want. You know, maybe there's a bedroom tax. I don't repay really that. Do you know what I mean? So I don't want a big mansion. That's for one person. That'd be ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Like ridiculous. So what's the first thing you're doing? So you're the, the pearly gates open for you. Mm-hmm. They say pearly, but I always imagine them to be gold. Something of a golden gate. Golden Gate. I imagine sort of Open. white. No, they clash with the cloud seats, unfortunately. Mm, good point. Too much, too much interior design. Nightmare. And what's the first thing you're doing when you get there? Because, I mean, I'm going, I'm seeking out maybe Princess <clears throat> Diana. Really? What, she's there, is she? She should be. Oh, fashionate. <laughs> she don't be. you bring... Don't you, <laughs> like somebody flicked a switch, isn't it? Don't you bring our dime to, to distribute? <laughs> she, you know, she did nothing wrong. She did nothing wrong. You know, I'm seeking out somebody interesting upon my arrival. Not even somebody that I knew in real life, I don't think. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'd be bothered, to be honest with you. I don't know if I... Because if you think about it, I've just died, right? So I've died. How, how am I going to die? I don't know. Let's let's just say like I've been run over. Let's just say I've been hit, been hit by a car. So quite traumatic. Sorry, end. Yeah, I've been Flat. hit by a car. Um, and I've just been you know, in a traumatic situation. You know, I've probably got a bit of a headache or whatever. So I'm probably going to go to the pharmacy, get a few like headache tablets or whatever. You've got to settle that down first of all. And you're probably going to be, if you think about it, you just land up in the clouds somewhere. You're going to be a bit flustered. You're like, oh god, is this it? Then I'm I'm dead. I'm, I am mm. dead now. And so you just got to mill about. you got to ask for like a map. Can I have some directions? Like you've got to get your bearings. It's like the first day on a holiday. You've got to get your <laughs> bearings. Can we go? Let's, have, let's go to the local shop. Let's see what's going yep. on. So let's try out the beach or something like that. Let's just do a little. Yeah, where the, uh, the English people are. Exactly. Are people? Yeah. Pool. Let's check out the pool. You know, <laughs> you sort of go around the hotel, don't you? You've got to check the facilities. Does that have a gym? So I'd spend the first day sort of doing that. Get your bearings properly. That's the nearest pub is Sky Sports. Exactly. Find a British pub. Born and made British. I want British. Proper so, gravy on your uh, Sunday, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'd probably good. get I'd probably do that. I'd get my bearings first of all. And then you've got to you go about looking for, I don't know, family members, friends and family at this point. Well, probably have you know, you don't want to see all of them, do you? That'd be too overwhelming. Like I don't like that in real life, never mind in death, like well, all at once. How long? How long are we going back here? You don't want to be introduced to your great, great, great grandfather that died in the Boer War or something like that. Yeah. You're, not, you're not asked. Really. You've got That's nothing when... to relate to. Do you know what I mean? No. Yeah, you died in World War II. Do you know what I mean? Get over it. Get over it. <laughs> I've not met you. Get over it. Do you know I mean, it's 100 years ago now. Come on. It's true. I mean, what's the point about in... it? <laughs> Get over it. What's the point in being related to them when you can't relate? Exactly. Do you know what I mean, I've got, um, yeah, I had, um, what's it, it's, it's a, a great, great, great granddad Walter or something. I don't know. He died anyway in World War One or two, or I don't know. He died in one of them. I, I never met him, never met the guy because he obviously died in the World War. And, you know, if I, if I went up there. It'd be weird if you had him. Yeah, it would be weird. I've been around a while. A twist. I've aged, I've aged a incredibly. twist. Yeah. Um, but if I met That's Simon Normandy. <laughs> if I met him up there, I've got nothing to relate to. Have I? I've got. Where do you start with that? Absolutely not. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely not. Firstly, I bet he'd have some abhorrent views on social issues. So, in any which case, I don't want to talk to him. I mean, I had a great. It's interesting using the name Walter. I said a great uncle Walter who kept slaves in India. Did he? Now, what are we going to bond over up there? Over a cup of tea. So only, only a great uncle. So this is not even that. So, that old. I think so they're still alive. Early, early. 
20th century. This is like when Matthew McConaughey went on the US version of Who Do You Think You Are? And he worked out that his his great-grandparents or something were slave owners in the, the deep south in America or something. I've, I've outed myself here. Me and Matthew yeah. in the same boat as always. That's, that's you cancelled. That's you cancelled. So it's the end of this pod. Yeah, but that's it. Though yeah. you, you know, you can't like have a conversation with someone from like 100 or 200, as it will be like if, when when we die. Right. You can't I'm just have a, have a chat with them, can you? <clears throat> what have you got? What, what can you relate to? Have they this got a smartphone at that point, or are they? Do you know what I mean, like, have they been brought up to the modern technology? That's a really interesting point, actually, because I, I we would have to go up there with a phone because you can't live without it. You know, are you still living there? I don't understand, but you can't really go up there without it. So I imagine that they've got. If they've got the same tech as we've got down here, though, it'd be very interesting seeing people from 200 years ago on the, you know, on a smartphone playing Candy Crush or something. <laughs> um, actually, it wouldn't be right, would it? It wouldn't be right. No. It wouldn't be right. Candy Crush still around it. in 100 years. That wouldn't be right. Oh, get a better app. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Update. Update. <laughs> but no, I don't. I, I think okay, it's another another one of those ideas, isn't it, that religion propagates for issues of, of comfort. Or oh, they're in a better place now. Well, they're not in a better place now if you think about it as oh, they're six feet under, unconscious, <laughs> rotting. So it's a nice kind of thought. And I get that and I buy into it and, you know, they're at peace or whatever. And, you know, I mean, I can see why people would find solace in that. And it, it serves as well as a kind of, not a stick for, you know, religious people to use you know, religious authorities to use to say, act like this or else this will happen. But it does serve to keep people under control in a way. I if people see Wallace, yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of like a, uh, the <clears throat> carrot is heaven and the stick is hell in that scenario, isn't it? And the carrot mm. is something to work towards, do this and you get this, or you get the stick, which is, I think, a, an interesting way. But I'm not going to be one of those atheists that goes around saying that the religion is ridiculous and and, and things like that. Because I think it's comforting for a lot of people, and I got a lot of religious friends. Yeah, even I've noticed though, even people who aren't religious, when someone passes away, they suddenly like there is suddenly that sort of they're in a better place now, or you know that kind of thing. Like people still do gravitate to that because, like you say, it's comforting. It's a nice thought. It's you know it's a lot better than thinking, oh, they're a, you know a bunch of ashes inside an urn. Do you know what I mean? It's a much better thought than that. They've been burnt to smithereens. So you know it's it's a nicer thought, isn't it? Of oh, they've drifted off into the clouds and they're or they're now a robin. Yeah. <laughs> They're not in that pot. Now a feather on my yeah. Adidas trainer as I walk, <laughs> pacing around, angry at that the state poo. of the world. That's them. <laughs> That's them. It's meant to be good luck. Some, I don't know who, some twisted person thought that a bird poo's good luck. Not having it. Not I think, it. <laughs> well, we got that route. Not what I want. Not what I want. Not when we're talking about heaven. Please yeah. keep it. Keep it. The word of the gospel. But no, I think that um, cremation's an interesting one as well, I feel. Because why would you want that? Even though you're dead, I would take the coffin option. Would you? You want, to be, you want to be left in, in a coffin underground? Yeah, with all my bling on. Like, uh, who was it that was buried in all the bling? Who was it? Savile? <laughs> actually, actually, I want to be cremated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he, he was left like, at a 45-degree angle as well when he was buried. Yeah, because he's very religious. So he wanted to be able, I think he wanted to be able to see out to the view across, was it, I want to say it was Scarborough? I don't know if I got that right. But he, he was buried at a 45 degree angle, yeah. I think they, they then got rid of that, I think, when all the stuff came out about him. Yeah, so he got buried with his cigar as well. Yeah, with, the, with his last cigar and I think it was his bling on. It's crazy to think that not, uh, when he died, everybody held him up as this paragon of virtue and of charity or whatever. 
And he got away with it all until he got to those pearly gates, though. He was very religious. That's why people think he did all the charity work because of everything, all the horrific things he did. He wanted to be able to justify all that with all the good stuff. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, he, he had friends in all the right places. Well, I bet his mates with St. Peter. Um, <laughs> He'll have a few mates down in hell, actually, won't he? There'll be a few, few of his bud, buddies. DJ. Yeah. He was DJ, mates, from the from the 60s and 70s or whenever it was yeah. about. For sure. <laughs> It'd be a nice reunion, wouldn't it? It will yeah, get together. Look what the devil's dragged in. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I think it's, it's an interesting one. But people definitely do gravitate towards that sort of afterlife thing as being a, sort of a source of comfort, don't they? It's an interesting one. I don't know. As, as for cremation, I guess it's one of those things. I don't know. I, I probably will end up giving my body to science. Just have it. Have me. Take my organs. You don't want the eyes, though. You don't want the... Don't bother with the eyes. Imagine giving someone my eyes. Because you're going to end up with a, a Specsaver subscription. Do you, I mean, like, don't you don't want that? Given they're a lovely, like, like, deep shade of blue, though. Thank you, a... thank you. I mean, the green, but thank you. But <laughs> you know, aside, aside from that, aside you've from got that, blue eyes. You've got blue from... eyes. <laughs> Let me just check. I'm pretty sure. You've got blue eyes. No, the green. <laughs> aside oh, from that, I'll take blue. the compliment. They're blue. Completely wrong shade, but thank you. They're blue. Um, so you don't want my eyes. This is the thing. Like people talk about, oh, organ donation. Yeah, I want some blue ones. And. <laughs> You can get contact lenses for that, can't you now? <laughs> um, but I don't think people people won't want my eyes. You could probably have my liver. That's probably in good nick. You could have that. Right. Take a kidney or two, whatever. Um, but I just I just think there's certain body parts. You know, again, like does that affect the whole reincarnation? If that's a thing as well, does that affect ghosts and all that? You know, ghosts. If you get your eyes whipped out, are you, do you become a blind ghost? <laughs> Imagine if that was true. You the mind, ghosts come under the reincarnation uh, umbrella. Well, or is it just animals and humans and that, aren't they? So they do. They do yeah, come under that. I guess. Well, that's interesting. One thing I've always what, thought is in heaven, are your pets there? Like your dead pets? What happens if they go to hell? Like you without them? I think so. I think we'll let, we'll let. I'm not sure what the Bible says on it, but I definitely let them in. Because why not? Are they in the I'm not sure what thing? would qualify for uh, pet hell, though. Yeah. You have to be quite a naughty dog to get into pet hell. Bit in a few people. <laughs> it's a heavy price to pay. It is it's a heavy price to pay, but no. So you wouldn't want the eyes going to science, would you? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I think your eyes going to science is what they need. I think they're knackered. I reckon. I think they need to get let them let them rip on that cornea and fix it because <laughs> that's the issue. It is, it is quite literally <laughs> that is the issue. issue. Yeah, but I don't know. I probably don't know the bodies of science. I'm not that fussed about um, being buried. I don't I don't know. It's really about being buried. I'm not a fan of. I just think it's a waste of space. Really, just. <laughs> Waste of space, dig all, dig them all up, force everyone to be burnt. That, that, I think it's just more productive, more efficient, mm. takes up less land. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to be taking up land. And this is the thing, I live next to a graveyard, okay? And so we see them regularly dig people up, chuck them out, whatever, put them back oh, in again, put, put the body in. So what they'll do is they'll put like a, like a protective sort of thing around whilst they get cracking on with it, like digging the hole and all that. Oh, there's another local. There's another local. It's quite a small <laughs> village as well. So you sort of, you might know a few of them. Who knows? And when they get to a point where they run out of space, you've got to dig a few of them up. Rearrange. You've got a little rearrange, haven't you? When That's gets, what they do. When it gets a bit cluttered, like being at home, when, you, when your house gets a bit cluttered, have a clear out. Get rid of the <laughs> trash. Get rid of the old stuff. In with the new stuff. Is that what they do? They get rid of the old bodies? Well, you know, I don't actually know what they do to be honest with you, but I think, they, I think they do get rid of a few of them, sack them off, or rearrange anyway. Be fair though. I mean, you look at you look at some graveyards and those headstones with no flowers on, 
if the family don't care enough to visit every now and again and lay down a daffodil or something or a rose or whatever, what's the point of having them there? Well, it is from waste of space, waste of stone. Do you know what I mean, they're probably not going to the... feel too affiliated with it. Well, what's the point of having them there? I see your point now. Get rid. It adds you... meat to my argument that I want to be frozen. Until... You want to be frozen now? Cryogenically frozen until they can bring me back to life. Really? I'm not going to be rich enough to have that. I want to live forever. Do you? Why? Why do you want to live forever? I recently changed my view on this because I used to say that 75 years is enough, a perfect amount of time to live. If you live it right, 75 Jeez. And then you've had enough. You've had your time. At 75? Yeah, because it's before you start getting knackered towards the end of your 70s. Or no, 80s, if you look after you? yourself, look after yourself. Come on. Live fast, die young. Uh, Not so young. But now, <laughs> but now I've changed my mind. I want to come back in 300 years' time or something like that, you know, when they can. It's just a bit different, isn't it? It's just a bit different. I want it all. Be young forever. <laughs> I want it all. So, Let me what you're on. saying is you want. So be frozen for like 300 years and then come back and what, live another life or what? What were you saying? Yeah, with, with like a robotic arm or something. I, I so it's your that. arm that's killed you. It's You've, you've <laughs> armed this. That's how you've died. The right arm. It's the right arm, yeah. Just pop a new arm on and it'll be good to go. New batteries, <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah, I don't know if... I, I'm not sure I'd want to... I think I'd be happy with, you know, nine. I want 90 <clears> years. Maybe even a hundred if we get a bit greedy, but Ooh, greedy, greedy. I think yeah, just just a round number, isn't it? It's nice, round it up. <laughs> but I don't know. I just think ninety will be good for me. I'm, I'm I think we're getting to a point anyway, where you know the collapse of civilization is sort of inevitable, isn't it? So I think ninety will be a good good amount. Get to ninety, <laughs> then I'll I'll leave when it all goes you know downhill. I'll just Exist I'll left. exactly right. leave that to everyone else to sort out. See you. I'm off. That would be very much, I think, that's why I don't really, I don't want to live forever. That would be terrible. Because then there's no meaning to life, is it? You could just sit and watch Netflix for a year and it means nothing. Is there not a little, a, little, a little part of you that, that's curious as to what the world would look like in, in 300 years' time? Imagine the thrill. You've died. You've died. Yeah. And you're frozen. Got your new arm or whatever. Transformer arm. arm. Suddenly I'm whatever. fine after a new arm. It's weird. It's, it's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. 300 years later, you step out. All the new... I can't even begin to explain the new possibilities because it's beyond my realms of imagination. I'm not Elon Musk. It's it would be iPhone amazing. 94. Yeah, but what could you do on it? Imagine the nudes you could take on that with that camera. 3D and everything. 3D, yeah. Just touch. No, don't touch. Don't touch. Oh, no touching. No touching. <laughs> We're in a museum. We're in a museum. No, yeah, that's going to be Just interesting. imagine. Like, you, you, I can't even begin to get my head around what the world looked like in 300 years' time. What did it look like 300 years ago? 1722. Imagine dying then and then coming back today. Be like, oh, not saying you have to live forever. Maybe you have a, a, a similar cycle to what you had the first time around. So you're 75 or you're 90 years or whatever, but you've got a, a new arm. Whatever. I mean, you've there are frozen. people trying to extend uh, how long we live for. There are people who want us, who are trying to like put loads and loads of funding into trying to get us to live to 150 or 200, and they think it's possible. But I mean... I mean, maybe not possible for everyone. They might not make it accessible for, for everyone. But I just think, I don't know, I think I'd be happy with 90. I, I can't imagine what's the point. You know, if you've got if, you, if you've done everything you need to do, do you need to knock around for another 100 years? I'm not convinced. I don't know what else there is to do by that point. <clears throat> you step away for a bit, for 300 years. I don't know why 300 years. Or something. That's a good amount of time. I and you come back, though. You come back. It's like visiting a new country, like visiting a new planet. It'd be amazing. We'll be on a new It'll planet be... by then. Exactly. Why not take advantage of that and get yourself some new 
rocket feet or something. I don't know. Rocket feet. So everything's possible. Everything's possible in 2322. We've got rocket feet, guys. <laughs> That's the best you can go with rocket feet. Just this is why this is why I'm not at the forefront of this. this you know, I leave it to Elon and Jeff Amazon. Mm-hmm. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Amazon. Jeff Amazon. <laughs> That's a bit big headed that you know the business has for himself, isn't it? <laughs> big headed. Jeff Amazon. Jeff Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I just, I don't know. I think I'd be happy when it, when it gets to the end of the 90 years. I'd be like, all right, that's me done. Happy with that. Um, time's call it quits. And I think, I just think that's, you know, imagine this that. is the thing though. Everyone forgets about you eventually anyway. Like, it doesn't take long before everyone's forgotten about you. It's the same with all, <clears> all the big names, even like an Einstein. That, he's not coming up on a regular basis, is he, Einstein? That's not quite regular. No, I mean, he did a lot of stuff. I think if people that are famous beyond their years as well are infamous, aren't they, for the for all the wrong reasons? We don't, you know, you don't want if people are still talking about you long after you're kicking around. You know, we've mentioned Jimmy Savile on this podcast. We mentioned Margaret Thatcher, both dead, both questionable characters, mm. which is a shame. But I mean, I just can't get over that curiosity of what would happen after I'm gone. And I'm, talk- I'm not talking about listening into the gossip at the funeral. I'm talking about 300 years in the... In the, in the I'm not bothered about that. I'm not bothered about, go- about the gossip. I've had enough gossip to last a lifetime already. I'm 23. not bothered about that. 300 years later, you know, get me back here. Imagine, it's like leaving a club at two. It's o- clubs open until six. It's like leaving at two, dead, bam. And coming back at half past four in the morning or something and be like, oh, look who's back or whatever, you know, right in time for the best bit. Milk that, milk that experience, man, honestly. I just don't know. I don't know what state you'd be in, though. That's the thing. I, just, yeah. I don't know if I fancy this, that. This state, this state, but with a big blue and gold bionic arm. Right, the, the, the arm, you're really, right you're really focusing on the arm there. The arm's a very important factor as you come back it's to life. Tingling a bit, I don't know why. <laughs> you've forgotten about the brain, forgotten about the heart. Just focus on the arm. Just keep, pop a new arm on. They'd have to find the brain first. Just, uh, <laughs> task, <laughs> but yeah, we'll be on a new planet by that point, won't we, I think? Just be on a new planet. Um, exactly, why not make the most of that? What do you think of the whole sort of ghosts and spirits thing? Do you think that's a possibility? Because some people are really like, yeah, this is definitely a thing. You just can't understand it. It's another wavelength. You just got its <clears> energies <throat> and all that. Just, you can't understand it. <laughs> but you're into all like, think... magic crystals and stuff. So what's the difference with ghosts? My rose quartz crystals have nothing to do with a ghost. Energy. I take the, the opposite view with ghosts than most people do to the afterlife. So for the afterlife, most people, to most people, it's a comforting thought ghosts not existing is a comforting thought to me and that's why i deny their existence so it's kind of like the opposite of that in the sense that ever since you know from your early years you were fed anti-ghost propaganda if you think about it ghost busters why the ghosts need busting never seen the movie but i imagine they were freaking people out have you ever seen that show where they go hunting for ghosts mm-hmm. which is it's the most ridiculous thing this woman who's carved out a career of hunting ghosts goes into a room in an abandoned mansion or whatever. It's always a mansion. They always. live it up. These ghosts they are not going to come yeah. back to a one up, one down, are they? Exactly. Back to a mansion, drinking port or whatever. She walks into a room. She goes, is there anybody here? Tap once for yes, two for no. How's the ghost tapping? If it's not there, it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, they're ridiculous. Work in mysterious ways, ghosts. Bullshit. And the fact that they only appear in the dark and things like that, we're fed anti-ghost propaganda. We're told we, we, that we should be scared of them. And I'm scared of them. And that's why I deny their existence, because I think it's quite comforting to me to know that they don't exist, because I don't want them. You can't see them. I love those ghost hunting programmes. You've got Derek Akora there, like, biggest sort of con artist in the world. He's dead now as well. But biggest con artist in the world, like, going, oh, I'm getting allegedly. 
Lancelot only takes over the night. He gives all this, that accent and stuff. Like, fair play to him, because he, he he's done well to keep the axe up for so long. Like, fair play. To keep that nonsense going for so long is impressive. Obviously, it's nonsense. There's no doubt about it. But I love it. Like, he just really gets into it. There's Lee. And he, like, takes on, on board, like, because he's talking to him, he takes on board the person and, like, tries to bring their, them into real life. I just, I love all that. Even though it's a load of nonsense, I just, I love the fact that, you know, some people are, like, really convinced by it, and he's, you know, using that for his own financial benefit. It's just, it's nice to see a con artist in action, really, so sort of publicly. <laughs> but I just, I, I mean, people are so, I guess it's because people have different experiences. Have you ever had, that like, some sort of experience, paranormal experience of, oh, have I seen something? Because it's one of those things I think is relatively... Pop, uh, relatively uh, happens relatively often. Yeah, no, I've never, not once, but I've had friends that that, that that have, and these stories always come out after a few, a few oh, yeah. jars, a few tinnies, a few this and that, maybe a puff of this and a puff of that, <laughs> or whatever. And it's all kind of like I've seen my my auntie was possessed or something, and I'm like, it sounds like a podcast title to be honest. But it sounds <laughs> like something you cook up get people clicking something like that but you can't when it's somebody that's close to you or you know they're saying this to you it's not as easy as they're sitting there and going yeah that's that's bullshit that's not scientifically possible well, it's would. not <laughs> you're odd you're odd <laughs> but After it's not a few as drinks oh, you're talking rubbish <laughs> It is, it's very much like a not a smoking area conversation but it's you you've had a few drinks and you sat around a fire or whatever this is very personal to me because this is exactly very specific case this is exactly what happened this is exactly what happened doing smalls or whatever and somebody's talking about a spiritual experience that their aunties had i just think i don't have it in myself to say that that that, that, that probably didn't happen but it probably didn't happen surely not surely not yeah. how do you say somebody's lying how do you say somebody's lying you can't you can't i'm not going to go around calling people liars not going to gaslight them. No, you'd never do that. But I, I do think it's it's just an interesting topic, though, because I just don't I don't understand how it could happen. People say things like, "Oh, but energy can't be uh, created or destroyed," and that's that's generally their argument. So, why our spirits from within therefore must go somewhere? But it's like, right? If let's let's face it, billions of people have died. Okay, there should yep. be billions of ghosts then. I'm I am yet to see one. Yet to see one. Yet yet to see one in the flesh. Never had a, never seen a picture of one. And, you know, if I was a ghost, I'd make it my duty to be like the, the one that goes, yes, ghosts are real. Here I am. You're telling me billions and go billions of ghosts have not decided to do that. Come on. Maybe they have to sign an NDA or something. That's a good point. That is a good point. I, I think we've pretty much covered everything that we wanted to there. I think we've done a, we've done a good session. I think we've established, you know, the afterlife. Not probable, but you never know. Um, we may go to hell, may go to heaven. We'll have to wait and see reincarnation is a possibility you know you're some sort of peacock i'm some sort of <laughs> owl i'll take it we're both in the are they both birds both part of the bird family there yeah they are both birds bird brothers that's what we are yeah, i'll take that thank you all so much for listening and watching to this week's watching this week's podcast uh, i'd appreciate you dropping a like and subscribing we're trying to hit 250 subs aren't we very close nearly there nearly there maybe by the time this goes out we might 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 get over that line which would be good to help us Give out us, uh, Give us something to peacock about, something to owl about. I'm not sure you will. So uh, do, do help us out and uh, hit the follow button on, on Spotify as well. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Goodbye. See you next week.